everyone and welcome to Talk and Fight with me, Holly Dobbin. Welcome to the show. Now, normally I would be previewing for you the fight ahead. And of course, that would have been Ben and Eubank tomorrow. However, obviously it's been cancelled and I'm sure you've heard the news. So we're going to talk about the elephant in the room first and work out why this is cancelled and what is going on at this moment in time. So we all know that Conor Ben has been caught potentially taking a lethal substance. A voluntary test showed that he'd been taking something called clomiphene. Um, and now the Boxing Board of Control, the British Boxing Board of Control, have decided that they will no longer sanction the fight, and therefore the fight is off. Now, what on earth is clomiphene? <laughs> so this is a very strange drug. This is something that actually women normally take for fertility. Um, however, when men take it, it can actually increase the rate of testosterone by 600%. Now, that, of course, is going to make Conoban recover quicker. He will be able to gain muscles quicker. Um, and this, of course, is highly suspicious when he is trying to gain weight to have a fight against Eubank Jr. Now, this whole time, all of the attention has been focused on Eubank Jr., on him cutting down, taking off that weight. Can he do it? Is it dangerous? Even his own father told everyone to boycott the fight. However, meanwhile, we have the golden boy, Conor Ben, who the nation here loves failing one of these drug tests. So this is interesting because actually both camps knew about it five weeks ago. So why on earth did we only find out what, two days ago? It doesn't make any sense to me. So basically, because it was a voluntary test, it wasn't something that is recognized by the British Boxing Board. So they have their own UK anti-doping agency, and those tests for Conor Ben have come up negative. So they decided to ignore this test, keep it under wraps. But unfortunately, the Daily Mail leaked the story. And once that story was leaked, everybody knew, and that's when action started being taken. Now, actually, it was a really brave move, I think, for the boxing board to take control, to say that they wouldn't sanction the fight. And then there was a very strange 24 hours where everything went pretty quiet and were different deals being made? Was Eddie Hearn trying to talk to Bibber instead? Nothing is clear on that. He maintains that he didn't try and make the fight become sanctioned by any other body. And that right thing all along was to cancel the fight. Now for us, obviously, that makes for a miserable night. For Conor Ben as well, he is loved. Is he going to be able to bring back that popularity that he had? I think it's going to be difficult for him. However, if you look back in history, massive fighters like Canelo, Tyson Fury, that is named then, Tyson Fury, um, they have both had bans um, and they have since come back. They're still massively high owners and they are still super popular. So I really hope for myself, because I'm a fan of Conor Ben, that he does manage to come back and that he does manage to get the British audience back on his side. However, it is going to be a long journey. Um, Eddie Hearn has very recently, it was about half an hour ago, came online um, and he said that they are going to be trying to reschedule the fight if he's not cancelled. And those that are on the undercard will be rescheduled and popped into other fights. Now, this makes you know the show difficult because I wanted to talk about all those people on the undercard. I wanted to introduce them to them and make sure that a light was shined on them as well. Um, but unfortunately, we cannot do that. So what I'm going to do now, I'm still going to shine a light on one of the fighters that was on that card, and that is Shannon Courtney. So if I could have a little picture of Shannon Courtney, that would be great to remind you of who she is. So 
Who is Shannon Courtenay? What is she known for? Now, you probably remember her from her epic fight with Ebony Bridges, where she became world champion and some weight. Um, now, this was a couple of years ago, and it was an epic fight, um, really full of energy. Both fighters absolutely don't about it. They were both covered in blood by the end of it. Um, it was really spectacular. Um, at the end, Shannon came away with the win. She got the, the belt. However, maintaining that belt was really difficult for her. Uh, she was last out pretty much exactly a year ago, um, and it was her first defense of the belt, and it was to Jamie Mitchell. However, she didn't make weight that day. It was a really stressful situation for her. It was all to do with hormones, and she couldn't get that last few pounds off. Now, I, oh, I feel for her. I really, really do. Um, as any females out there watching, you know what it's like with a weight on any day. You know, you, you wake up one day and be a kilogram heavier than you are the day before. Um, Shannon maintains that she did everything possible to come in on weight, but her hormones just didn't allow her to do so. So even before that fight with Jamie Mitchell, she was stripped of her belt. She went into that fight obviously feeling deflated. And that's when a second tragedy struck. She got an injury, her knee. Uh, she said in interviews afterwards that she pretty much did that fight with one leg. Um, really difficult for her. Obviously, the belt is gone and she needs to then take time out to recover. Now, since then, over here, we've had a show called um, SAS Are You Tough Enough? <laughs> with celebrities and Shannon has appeared on that and it's been amazing because we have seen a different side of her personality she's actually a lot softer um, she comes across so hard all these pre-week um, you know when when the fight's coming up she seems all aggy but actually really kind really sweet person who works really hard and is so so tough however during this show they put them through hell and she didn't tell the producers that she had this knee injury she just wore a secret strap underneath her jeans um, so it got worse and worse. And then when she came out of the show, she had to have surgery. So tomorrow night was supposed to be so important for Shannon because it was her comeback fight. She was supposed to be able to take to that ring once more, to get her confidence back, and to build herself back up again for world titles. So Shannon, uh, I feel so sorry for you. I can't wait to see you out. I can't wait to see you build up again. I've loved the interviews that you've done recently where you've come across with your true personality. Um, and I can't wait to see more of you. So I'm after you, Shannon. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. Not really gonna be there. <laughs> okay, some other fights that we're gonna talk about. So last weekend, not sure if you missed it, a couple of weekends ago, it was the same night as uh, Joe Joyce and uh, Joseph Parker. And um, now, because that was arguably the bigger fight, most people might have been tuned into that one. However, I had two screens going because I'm a massive fan of Terry Harper and she is on her way back as well. You might remember her from a defeat that she suffered against Felicia Baumgartner. It was quite a brutal knockout. Um, now, uh, Terry Harper is a world champion and she is now a two-weight world champion because on that night she took on Hannah Ranking um, and she managed to win the super welterweight, uh, sorry, she took the super welterweight belt from Hannah. Now, this was a crazy thing because she had actually come up three weight categories. Now, this is mental, but I'll, I'll speak a bit later uh, on as well. Other fighters are doing this. Female fighters are going up in weight categories, and it seems to be working wonders. So Terry Harper came out. It was a brutal fight. She had most of the energy at the beginning. She had this three-jab combination. She really took a chunk out of Hannah Rankin's eye pretty early on. Um, later on in the fight, round five, Hannah Rankin did come back. But Terry Harper really showed what a true fighter she is, and she won by unanimous decision.
decision and she took that belt. Now, why is this important? One, because I love Terry Harper and everyone should. Um, but also because that now means that there is going to be a rematch between her and Natasha Jonas. Now, the last time they fought, they were both at Super Featherweight, so three weight categories down, and it was a draw. Um, the only draw that Terry Harper has ever had. Um, and Natasha Jonas has done exactly the same thing as Terry Harper. She has also gone up three weight categories. She has also taken on the super welterweight group. And she has smashed her way through it. Her last two fights have been absolutely epic. She won the first belt in round two. Um, and only a couple of weeks ago in her hometown, she managed to get that second belt. She's after her third, um, which will be in November. And that obviously leaves it open for an undisputed fight between Terry Harper and Tasha Jonas. And that is something that I will be looking out for because they are so evenly matched. This is a real 50-50. And the fact that they have both come from being much lighter to quite a bit heavier is really interesting because it's given them both some serious power. So look out for that. I'm definitely going to keep you informed when, when that fight comes. So it's certainly one's other. Um, all right. So next thing that's going on. Uh, in London town, or I guess, well, globally, but it's going to be a massive, massive hit for British boxing, um, are the issues with the Olympics. So there's Terry Harper for you. Um, and we've got the picture afterwards as well. There you go. There's Natasha Jonas winning her two belts. Epic fight. That's Mila, her daughter there as well. I interviewed Natasha Jonas a couple of weeks ago. She does everything for her daughter. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's really lovely to watch. Um, so she is actually an Olympic star. She was one of the first ever. Um, British uh, Olympic female boxers. Um, and obviously, if you see the picture there, we've got AJ, you've got the likes of Mr. Adams, you've got Amir Khan, you've got tons of fighters this year that have been signed and argued over by boxer, people like Adam Zinn. And um, we've got Clarissa Shields next week, you know, massive Olympic stars. However, there is a very strong possibility that the Olympics boxing is going to be taken away um, in 2028. So we're probably going to have it for 2024 Paris, but by 2028 in LA, it's very likely that it won't be an event anymore. Um, this is going to be terrible for British boxing. Um, this means that the funding is going to be taken away for those young stars that come into the British system and they're trained up brilliantly, um, really skilled. They stay in it for ages as well. They do the Commonwealth, you know, they do the Europeans, and then they go to the Olympics and then back when they turn pro. So without the Olympics, without that funding, we are looking at the likes of Anthony Joshua, who has said himself that boxing saved his life, that took him away and stopped him from going to prison. And instead, he became the star that he is today. Unfortunately, we might see a decline in that. People probably won't stay in the amateur system very long. Um, and they'll be turning pro a lot quicker. So we are going to see a drop in standard if this is what happens. Um, this has been going on for a while. The reason why they are thinking about getting rid of it is because there is a lot of bribery involved. A lot of judges have come out and said, yes, I was bribed to fix this fight. Um, there's also a lot of reliance on a Russian gas company. Um, and they, the IOC have asked them to stop having such a reliance on this. And apparently it hasn't happened. So there are lots of things that are they could change and we could have a positive outcome. Um, and at the moment, it seems like boxing itself needs to band together and needs to show what the Olympics does for the young guys out there who need boxing to come along and save them. Um, however, as we know, professional boxing is very fragmented. Um, it's rare that they all come together and work together. Um, so I guess it's the only hope for that to happen, really. 
Um, in other news, I'm going to talk very briefly about the never-ending saga of Fury AJ. Or is it Fury AJ? My Fury, Fury Chai, might be Fury Chizora. We don't know. We have absolutely no idea um, who Fury wants to know. Now, this is insane. I was following this. And essentially, Tyson Fury was attempting to make negotiations for multi-million pound fight via social media. Um, now, <laughs> that's not really going to work. We obviously know that there are huge things involved in making these massive fights. Solicitors need to be there. We've got different broadcasters, but there's so much money involved. Uh, however, Tyson was setting crazy deadlines for AJ to meet. I'll only fight you if you sign by this date, this date. Uh, he gave him two deadlines in the end. Um, Eddie Hearn from Matrim kept coming out and saying, look, we're we've agreed to everything, we're doing everything we can, but we can't make a deal in a day. Um, and AJ, <laughs> you know, he's kept himself quiet, but he apparently has been agreeing to be returned. Um, at the same time, apparently Chisora received a contract as well. Um, and because AJ manages Chisora, obviously he knew that this contract had come. Um, so as far as Matrim are concerned, the fight is off. They're still open to conversation and talks, but it's very unlikely. Um, that this will go ahead. Um, instead, we could have other fights with anyone who Tyson decides to pick. But do you know what? Let us know. Who do you want to see Tyson fight? You know, if he goes for Manuel Char, are we talking about, you know, is that a fight you'd want to see? Um, I don't know. Chisora, that'll be probably a final payday for him. Do you want to see that again? Um, it's interesting to find out who it's going to be, um, but it's probably not going to be okay. So next week, we will be talking about probably the best and most exciting fight that I will ever attend. Um, it will be the all-female card um, over at the O2 on 15th. So we're going to have, next slide please, Donna Shields Marshall. Okay, so I'm dead excited about this. We've got the Maya Baumgartner as well. Now, obviously, this was supposed to happen a month ago. I was ready a month ago. <laughs> um, However, obviously, it had to be postponed, and now here we are again. Um, I'm really interested to see how this one goes, because obviously everyone's had to retrain, go back into camp to make weight again. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how these fighters perform. This is a, what, decade-long <laughs> rivalry between Shields and Marshall, and on Saturday we will finally see that settled. Now, on that bill as well, we are going to see so many people from the Olympics actually as well. So that just proves the point earlier that these these guys that have trained become so skilled, they've gone through the Olympics, they're now pro, they are now shining on some of these cards. But we're gonna see loads of those in action, people like Kara Starting School, we're gonna see Lauren Price, we're gonna see Caroline Dubois. And, and next week, I'm gonna chat you through all of the girls on that fight so that you are ready to enjoy all of it and not just our massive headliners. So please, Come again next week, 2 p.m. at UK time. Uh, hit subscribe if you like it. Hit like if you like it. Send messages, ask questions. Um, and I'll see you again, same time next week.